Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts kfi am 640 you're listening to the john and ken show on demand on the iHeartRadio app We're on the air from 1 until 4 every day. And then after 4 o'clock, you miss something? You can listen to the uh, uh, John and Ken On Demand podcast on the iHeart app. Listen to it in its entirety. A reminder that in two days, the Moist Line is coming back. Leave your messages through the iHeart Radio app, the microphone icon, or call the toll-free number 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, we're going to go back and talk about fentanyl and how the state of California just doesn't seem to want to do anything about the problems caused by fentanyl and more specifically fentanyl poisoning, which is a good way to put it because many people are dying not intending to take fentanyl. They're taking some other type of opioid, but it's laced with fentanyl. And in some cases, uh, they die from the poisoning from fentanyl. Alexandra's law is what we're talking about again. It has been rejected at least four times in three years by the Democrat-led public safety committees in Sacramento. They refuse to do anything about this problem. Alexandra's law goes after the dealers. 
basically it's like the drunk driving thing. You do it again, we can come after you with homicide charges. That just does not fly in Sacramento. So the story now is that it might possibly be up to the voters to decide. We're going to bring back to the show uh, Matt Capaluto, whose daughter, and the bill is named after her, Alexandra, died from fentanyl poisoning back in 2020. And he's made it his mission with a lot of hard work the last few years to get something like this uh, into law in California. Matt, welcome back again. How are you? Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, my daughter passed away in, in, in 2019. So we've been battling this for uh, for four years now, and our, our legislature refuses to do anything about it. I want to point out that California leads the, leads the nation in fentanyl deaths, and we do not have a single law that holds these death dealers accountable. Explain how you're going to get this on the ballot, because the legislature is going to have to approve that this referendum makes the ballot. If they don't want to pass the law itself, why are they going to pass uh, uh, this, this referendum for us to vote on? Well, the argument is, is, is let the voters decide. If these representatives say uh, uh, they represent the people, well, then let, let the people decide on this. And I think it's important, uh, although people are learning about Alexandra's law, I need to, to point out just how it works. People think we have laws already in place to hold drug dealers accountable for deaths, and, and we really don't. Prosecutors are left with this overwhelming burden uh, in order to hold a dealer accountable to prove that the drug dealer knew what they were selling could actually result in someone's death. And that's a, a, very, a very hard burden to actually prove. So, so what our bill does, it, it's actually very, very simple. If someone is convicted of manufacturing or selling fentanyl, they're going to receive a warning letting them know that if they don't stop and someone dies as a result of their continued action, they can be charged with murder. And that warning would be kept on file. And in the event of, of, a, of a subsequent conviction where somebody has died, now prosecutors can prove that, that that evidence that this person did indeed knows what they were doing was uh, dangerous and can result in somebody's death. So it's just a warning. Ad, ad, adhere to the warning, and there's nothing to worry about. And uh, we know um, uh, that it would dissuade many dealers from stop selling fentanyl. Um, and if it doesn't, at least prosecutors now have the tool in place to lock up the repeat offenders. Now, when we talked about this with you several times in the last year or two, there are quite a few Democrats in Sacramento who support this bill. It just can't get past the public safety committees. That's correct. And, and, and that's why we're taking it to the people. You know, um, until I was thrown into this, I, I didn't know how it all worked. And I'm going to guess still the majority of, of Californians don't understand that, that the bills, before they can be voted on by the full Senate or full assembly, they have to pass through these much smaller committees, and it only takes a couple of them to kill a bill and keep the no. uh, the floor from voting on. And the committees are stacked with fanatics. That's where the crazy people are, and that's by design, because this allows most of the senators and most of the assembly people to say, hey, Matt, we'd love to pass your bill. Sure we would. It's got to come out of committee. They know the committees are never going to pass anything through. It's been many years since they've passed something through that would uh, toughen any criminal penalties on any issue. They know this, and that, that's what's galling to me. 
Is is there yep. is there running a guy like you around in circles saying, hey, Matt, if it was up to us, we'd pass it? No, it's not, because the leadership could replace the current members of the Assembly Public Safety Committee and the Senate Public Safety Committee with normal people. Instead, they let the crazy people rule. And and well, and, and that's why I'm skeptical. Are they really going to have is there going to be enough votes to get this on the ballot? You know, the reality is, is this. They're, they're not going to be able to continue to do that. More and more people are dying. More constituents of these of these radical people that keep killing us are dying. And and the fact is, we're we're uh, uh, we're not going away. And they're going they are starting to feel the pressure from this. So, again, the argument is. Hey, they can have their own beliefs, but but let the people decide on this. Recent polling shows that the vast majority of Californians uh, indeed want wants to hold these uh, these death dealers, these fentanyl dealers, accountable. So so let let the people weigh in on it. So here's the deal. It's known as ACA 12. It's a constitutional amendment. It's going to have to get a two thirds vote in the state assembly and the Senate to be put on the ballot. Do you think that can happen? You know, as John, for all the reasons John just explained, it, it's going to be a, it's going to be a challenge. But with uh, the, the fact that that so many people are dying now, and this problem is not getting any better, um, I, I think if it doesn't happen this year, whether it's uh, whether it's through the constitutional amendment or next year through an actual bill, we are eventually going to get this passed. The, the sad part is is that many people are going to continue to die. Uh, before then, and and fentanyl dealers are going to continue getting away with murder. But you know, we we, we fight the good fight. Um, and and no, you have going. to, you have to. But I, you know, what's really good about all your appearances on our show is it it gives us all a chance to explain to everybody listening why this is constantly vetoed in the legislature. Why do they do this? And and why can't it get through? And it's because the public safety committees in both the Senate and the Assembly are stacked with the biggest lunatics in both houses. Absolute pro-criminal lunatics who are, are totally without any compassion and sensitivity and reason for, for the victims and the victims' families. And and they're just they're just atrocious human beings. Absolutely atrocious human beings. And and it's on the leadership, the Democratic leadership in the Assembly and the Senate to clear out these committees and put normal people on them. And I just hope that, that you know, this pushes the whole process along a little more because this can't go on. Matt, would there ever be a chance you'd have to do with signature collecting to put this on the ballot? You know, it, there is a um, there is an organization that is trying to do just that, that that faces challenges itself. You know, you have to raise millions of dollars and it's a very... A uh, challenging process in itself to collect the number of signatures necessary, and this is another thing that the uh, that the leaders of our state are doing. They're, they're making a ballot initiative more and more difficult because they realize that's the people's way of actually getting something done. So what do they do? They make that process even more and more difficult. Uh, I imagine you've been following in Washington D.C. Apparently, there's a federal bill to deal with fentanyl dealers. Have you been following that? Uh, there, there's been several uh, uh, several uh, um, pieces of legislation proposed uh, federally, and and uh, it's hard to keep track on all of them these days. You know, it, it's it's great that all this is being um, brought forward, but but nonetheless, the reality is there's nothing that's been nothing's being implemented uh, fast enough.
And uh, uh, we just hit another record 12 months of, of fentanyl-related deaths, and uh, it's not trending in a good direction. You get you have any idea what uh, Governor Newsom thinks of this? Well, ironically, um, not Governor Newsom is himself, but I recently reached out to our attorney, Attorney General Rob Bonta, um, trying to get a meeting with him, and of course, he was appointed originally by by Governor Newsom. And um, I ended up meeting with a couple of his staff members uh, just a couple of days ago. We are trying to get Rob Bonta to come out in support of Alexandra's law. Uh, but so far, uh, we haven't been successful in that. Yeah. Yeah, because he thinks uh, the, uh, that Ron DeSantis' uh, illegal immigrant flights are more important than teenagers dying of fentanyl overdose. All right. Well, listen, we'll, uh, if you need any help from us to publicize this, if you ever get a, a signature gathering operation going, we'll certainly help you with that as well. So just keep, keep in contact with us. Let us know you guys, about progress or if when you, you run into any more walls. You guys have been great. If I could say one last thing, uh, we are actually, uh, there's a group of fathers that is going to be assembling in front of uh, Attorney General Rob Bonta's Los Angeles office Friday, June 16th, from 10.30 to 12.30 uh, to bring uh, light to this situation and, and continue to try to get him to come out in support of it, of Alexander's Law. All right, that's June 16th. Yes. All right, thank you very much, Matt, for coming on again. Appreciate all your hard work. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Uh, that's Matt Capaluto, whose daughter Alexandra died from fentanyl poisoning back in 2019, and he's made it really his life's mission now for a couple of years to get something passed in California to come down harder on dealers of yeah. poisonous fentanyl. We'll talk more. We come back. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. If you've seen this video, it doesn't really matter because you're going to want to watch it a hundred times anyway. <laughs> That's what we've done. An angry passenger on a United Airlines flight had to be restrained after it looked like he punched a flight attendant. I should have posted this on my Instagram. A suspect walks into a liquor store armed with an assault rifle, but the store owner is ready. Even though he's 80 years old, he has the reflexes of a teenager and opens fire. Rough night for at least a driver. That's because he tried to switch seats with his dog after being pulled over on suspicion of DUI. A nudist colony got upset because the post office refused to deliver mail inside their community. An elementary school principal in West Virginia getting the absolute startle of a lifetime. A much too close for comfort face-to-face -face look at a wild animal and all caught on camera. We turn now to a Southwest passenger's outburst over a crying baby. In this latest social media fad, teenagers are putting detergent pods in their mouths and posting the videos online. I should have posted this on my Instagram. After scouring the world's social media for the story that has people worked up, staring at the same video over and over, arguing with coworkers and family about it, all while sharing it with everyone. Here's John and Ken with today's viral news. Oh, it's a good one. Wow. John and Ken show on KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere. The iHeartRadio app. I wanted to sneak this story in while the vegan was still around. Now, it's a case of is this real or is it staged? There are doubters. However, it comes from a 36-year-old woman by the name of Corina Stanhope who lives in British Columbia. 
which I guess, John, there may be fires up there. I don't know. Yes. Canada's really burning. That's one of the big stories today, by the way, with the bad air all over uh, eastern and uh, northern parts of the United States. But this has nothing to do with that. Uh, apparently, um, she lives kind of in an area of wilderness. And one day while she was out enjoying the garden on her property, she came across a deer carcass. Well, this bothered her. So to keep an eye on the area to see what was going on, she set up surveillance. Mm-mm. And to her shock and surprise, it actually was her father who started to look at the surveillance footage one day, and he couldn't believe what he was seeing. The deer carcass was still out there, but the video picked up two women dressed as witches eating <gasps> the deer. Oh, my carcass. God. Yes. Scantily clad women. They <laughs> Two scantily they, clad witches. Uh, that's what some believe this is. Uh it's, she says here that um, he, he said, hey, you got naked people on the camera. It was actually your grandfather. Uh, and, and I said, no, you don't. So he showed me. And um, about t- 10 minutes after sunset, this is when the footage picked this up. You can't tell from the photos, but the deer's hoof was brought right up to the woman's mouth. Oh, my gosh. I don't know if she was kissing it, smelling it, or eating it. But to touch a decaying carcass makes me feel sick. The amount of bacteria that must have been on there. They were eating it raw? She's not sure if they were eating it or just uh, it was some sort of ritual. They were honoring it or she said she said maybe they were paying their respects. But she said they were pretty much naked. Although John's right. They're kind of scantily clad, like really loose clothing. I'm looking at some of the pictures. Which, which and- clothing? Oh, I thought I saw like a, a robe or something loose on one of the women. I'm just kidding. They have very long black hair. It's two women. They almost look identical. Someone made a joke. It's the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that fits. <laughs> uh, after she posted it online, social media erupted. As I said, the story went viral. But a lot of people think it's a prank. Others think it must be some sort of satanic ritual that they were engaging in to, well, I, I don't think this woman made this up. I don't think there's any, there's no, there's no reports yet that, that, that she's made up the story, but maybe what we're seeing in these photos and video is not really what happened or, 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 you know, maybe there's some kind of it's, other story behind this. You know, it, it's, it's always hard to tell with anything these days with video and photos, because you don't know what a setup is, or you don't know if it's some kind of deep fake. You know, right. some kind of prank. It's really hard to tell. Yeah, I know. Now, uh, they're also they're being described in other news stories as topless women. But do you think they look naked in the pictures? Or uh, others are calling them semi-naked. <laughs> Hold on, I got to I got to look at. I saw the this story got a lot today. of coverage. Uh, yeah, this story got a lot of coverage. Now they weren't do. the ones that boy that looks... killed it, right? No, no, no. Again. The well, woman, Deborah, found the deer carcass there, set up the security cameras, and I don't know how many days later, when they were looking at the footage, they saw these two women. I think they came by after they she do, found the dead they deer. They do look naked, yeah. They're definitely topless. Definitely topless. And a, yeah, one of them seems to have something around her waist. very like Maybe a, some underwear. Almost a G-string kind of thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. a loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> But you can't okay. you can't see their faces. They just have, no. They have such long hair, and it's yeah. draped all over their faces and the sides of their heads. You can't really see. They, they do. They do look like witches. 
they uh maybe they're saying they're 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 paying their respects i no, i think i'm thinking they were out in the woods doing their little ritual was it john called uh forest bathing <laughs> <laughs> and then when they saw the carcass they were just overcome with wow and maybe we can get more in touch with the earth and the world by touching well, or eating it, the carcass it, it, it could have been chanting it could have been some kind of uh you know witch's ceremony gotta be yeah. a sacrifice yeah yeah yeah, I, but I don't think they killed it. She she already had the deer carcass. Oh, maybe they killed it previous. Well, that's what had, I was wondering. She had the deer carcass on her garden. Maybe, maybe they, she set up the surveillance they, camera to see what maybe killed the deer, so she could figure out how to help the wildlife. You see? No, they might uh, they might have killed it, and then they came back to do their ritual. Who oh. sets up cameras on a carcass instead of just calling animal control to get it removed? These people. Well, <laughs> she well she thinks that maybe there was a predator or something. She wanted to see what was going on. Uh, that they had fair. killed the deer. That's uh, fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she said she thought she thought they were wearing wigs. They look so weird. That is crazy hair. Yeah. It uh, is really long, dark, crazy hair like witch hair. It's the, Yeah, know. she was concerned that they might... Oh, yeah, she's concerned with them messing with my horses at night. My horses get spooked, spooked and unnerved. Um, so yeah. that's another reason I'm, why I'm, she set up the surveillance camera. I, so I'm, I'm looking she thinks at, they may have been on drugs, I'm looking too. at uh, one of the British newspapers... And uh, who said there's rumors around town that a cult collects animal bones. Ah, there you go. Some people have mentioned Ooh. it since I posted the photos. A friend said they came across two people in the woods carrying some dead squirrels. Oh, wow. So this could be uh, uh, a couple of witches who are, are dealing with sacrifices here. Yeah. Hmm. Right. I mean, that well. stuff does go on. I mean, there, there's there's all kinds of crazy out there. And the woods are a good place if you want to do your uh, witch work. I think somebody needs to go and bring some sage and do some smudging around so you're, that. You're right on the border. Or drive out the bad spirits. Yes, yeah. the bad juju. Deborah is a good witch. <laughs> <laughs> she wants to drive out the bad She's witches. Glinda. Yeah, that's I'm right. Glinda. She has her own special sage. The good vegan witch. The good vegan witch. There we go. She comes in, and the little ball is like an avocado color. It actually was green, right? Wasn't the Wizard of Oz green? A a children's book. Deborah, the good vegan witch. (laughs) I want the proceeds if you're going to write that. Uh, You put that book in the schools, there'll be protesters like there were in Glendale last night. All right, more coming up. Johnny Ken, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms hi i'm michael rapaport and i'm kibi rapaport and together we're hosting rapaport's Rappaport's reality Reality Podcast. podcast we have a passion for reality tv and we're inviting you into our living room we're talking tea we're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today that is right reality tv is the greatest form of entertainment on television Today, here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture, culture. and a little bit of 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Uh, yeah, and, oh, go ahead. Well, you can listen to us live on the radio till 4 o'clock. And if you're just tuning in now, you're thinking, oh, my God, I missed a lot of the show. Yes, you did. Well, after 4 o'clock, it's posted on the iHeart app. John and Ken On Demand, the podcast. So get with it. Catch up. We'll be playing Moistline calls during this hour in two days. So we're collecting messages, whatever it is you want to tell everybody. It could be played. Over the mighty KFI airwaves and the downloads, <clears throat> use the iHeartRadio app, the microphone icon. Call this toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Well, we followed this story on and off for some time now. It's uh, in the category of former Los Angeles mayor yoga pants. Eric Garcetti lingered on the line to be the next ambassador to India for quite some time. He finally got the nomination through the United States Senate, and I think he's actually living there now. We don't hear anything, and that's probably <laughs> for the best. The other one whose nomination is hanging in the wind is a woman by the name of Julie Sue, probably far less known to even many Californians than Garcetti. She was California's labor secretary. And she presided over two big debacles, the employment development, unemployment money, $30 billion ripoff, and also the attack on independent contractors, the bill known as AB5. Well, she is Biden's nominee to be the United States Labor Secretary. And the latest is, it ain't happening. Just like with Garcetti, at the moment, there does not appear to be enough votes in the U.S. Senate to confirm her nomination. It's the usual senators, Joe Manchin, Mark Kelly of Arizona, John Tester of Montana, 
Kirsten Cinema, the Independent from Arizona, all apparently seem to be undecided on the nomination. Some are saying things like, well, we don't know enough about her yet. We need to look more into that's, her background. That's a, that's a dodge. They've heard everything. She is not just incompetent, which would be bad enough, but yeah. frequently incompetent people get promoted. She's destructive. I mean, when you give away $30 billion of tax money by, by allowing obvious fraud, by refusing, absolutely refusing to do any security checks on all these unemployment applications. And then the real damaging stuff is her role in, in going after independent contractors and, and destroying their livelihoods. She's, she's, she's a big backer of AB5. Yeah, yes. she's dangerous. This is why some believe if she becomes U.S. Labor Secretary, there'll be a move to do this on a national basis. Yeah. Same thing. She ruins people's lives by restricting so, the ability of independent contractors to earn a living. She was confirmed as Deputy Labor Secretary. The vote was 50 to 47 by party lines. So as you can see, that's that's not enough. We've got to get... 51, right? Well, because or, a deputy Kamala secretary, Harris could break the tie, right? A deputy secretary can't do that much damage. They, yes. They, they, they just implement whatever the labor secretary wants as policy. But now when you're in charge of the policy, now you could start doing some damage. And, right. and, and she's destructive and damaging. You could find another left-wing Democrat who doesn't have the horrific record of this Julie Sue. I mean, I mean she, she had... And again, another one from the, from the uh, Newsom machine. Yeah, uh, 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 another. Clunker. Yeah, I think he appointed her. As yes, secretary. Yeah. yes. He brought up. Uh, the deal now is that uh, they want to move on her nomination before they take a big leave of absence that begins at the end of July and lasts until September. So if they don't get the votes they need to have her approved as labor secretary by the end of next month, there might be a call for somebody else to be nominated. Um, it says here that uh, several are on the fence because they're up for re-election next year, although I can't believe that this could be made a campaign no, issue that strongly by an opponent. There's, there's absolutely no one who cares who the labor secretary is. Nobody nobody votes on it. No. I, I don't know what this is about. You know, sometimes I figure that there's, there's inside information that people have that they don't want to publicize, and that's what's affecting their vote. It but they, they want to talk about it. There might be more to her uh, scandals and her incompetence than we even know. Uh, many are urging her nomination because she's the daughter of Chinese immigrants. Who cares? Because that's the kind of nonsense no, that matters. No, enough. Enough with the uh, the ethnic stuff. No more <laughs> ethnic, no more racial, no more sexual. Competence only. Let's see. <laughs> Sorry, this is a competence only zone from now on. Don't we, uh, no, zero tolerance on anything else being used. Apparently, there's been value. efforts by labor organizations, uh, some of these uh, uh, ethnic uh, caucuses. But it says here in this story, none of these efforts have had any measurable. She needs to hire a lobbyist like Garcetti did. Remember, Garcetti's parents well, hired a lobbyist for him to walk daddy. around. Yeah, he didn't have the money to do it. Mommy and daddy had to spend their money. How did he get money? He was on the L.A. County D.A. He had no money. That's what I'm Gil, saying. Gilgar, oh, I meant Gil Garcetti. Oh, Gil? Yeah, where did he get money? Selling his photographs or paintings, uh, whatever maybe, he does? Maybe an investigation into that. <laughs> That's a good idea. Oh, we finally found a new route maybe, to investigate. Yeah, he emptied out his yeah, uh, government uh, pension. Unless uh, Garcetti's mother did something with money. I, I have no idea. I don't, really I, I don't know. Family. I don't think anybody in the family has done anything useful. And now this, the Biden White House still has confidence in the nomination.
All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640. We're live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on for 10 more minutes, and then uh, you can hear Tim Conway. And later on, you could also uh, pick up whatever you missed on our show, uh, the John and Ken On Demand podcast on the iHeart app. Well, this uh, survey released by the Cato Institute, I guess they were asking people questions about the whole digital currency world. One thing they found out, a third of 29% of people, I have to read this twice to believe it, people ages 18 to 29 support, quote, the government installing surveillance cameras in every household. The idea is to reduce domestic violence, abuse, and other illegal activity. Yeah. You're telling me if I walk up to an 18 to 29-year-old, one out of three is going to tell me they support cameras in your house? Well, if you by ask... By the government? If you ask them, you'd say, hey, are you bothered by the government having camera, cameras in your house? And I guess a third of the people under age 30 would say, yeah, I guess. I have nothing to hide. That's what about drugs? I... <laughs> there is, and this must be indoctrination from high schools and colleges is that you trust the government the government needs to control these things even 14 percent of the general population said yes to that i find that even unbelievable i thought this would come out zero <laughs> me too zero yes why me would too. anybody agree to have the government put surveillance systems into their home i don't i, I can't imagine that so i this is this is frightening i i don't know how the under 33% of African-Americans and 25% of Hispanics approved. I, 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 do some people not understand the premise here? Is it what you said, that they just trust government more well, and think if, that if, the private sector is what's evil in the country uh, and but, capitalism and everything? And I, it must, I don't know what this I, is. I, I don't know. It, need, it needs further research as to why they'd be comfortable with a government camera inside. But the way it was worded was... You know, this would this would be able to track uh, domestic abuse. Oh, you think it was a push question? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I think if you if you ask them, just and but I any know. idiot would see through that question and know. Well, wait a minute, you're going to see more than domestic abuse if you're peeking in everybody's home. Well, I, yeah, maybe maybe thirty percent uh, are idiots. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it is. There seems to be this great trust in government or did they think maybe it's only going to be like guys who got convicted and then you know, they're out on parole when I, they put a camera I, in the house make sure they don't do this again did they twist that in their minds to that or did they really realize it, that this would be you know not that anyone we don't have enough resources for the government to put cameras in all our it, homes but. i mean here's the question it's from the cato institute which is a libertarian think tank yeah. uh the government in, uh, uh the government installing surveillance cameras in every household in order to quote reduce domestic violence abuse and other illegal activity and hmm. it's it's 29% of those adults under the age of 30 the survey did not ask if they would support the surveillance cameras even in their bedrooms <laughs> <laughs> but that's where domestic violence could happen. We have to be serious about that if we're going to consider this idea. Yeah, the, right. guy, the guy from the National Review said, you know, maybe it's not that shocking because when, when uh, they instituted all those uh, COVID restrictions at the colleges, most of the students went along with it. It's like, oh, we have to stay in our rooms for the next year and a half? Oh, okay. Just, but that's uh, different than being surveilled. 
That's creepy. Yeah, but it was. But it was. Yes, it is. But it's still. And you can always say, "Yeah, I'm not going to stay in my room. I got to go get something, and nobody's going to enforce it." But if they've got a camera on your room, I mean, it's it's the it's the it's starting. You start to trust government orders. You see, yeah. Mm -hmm. I always I always worry about incrementalism. That if the government gets away by grabbing a little piece of territory, right? You give them ten yards. They're going to go for the next 10 yards and the next 10 yards after that. And people, what's the word you always use? People get normalized to the situation. They go, oh, I guess the government, yeah, really ought to be in charge of like, well, you know, what uh, I do If we can day. arrest more people for beating up their wives and girlfriends, sure. I'm in support of that. But what about a camera in your home? Well, you know, that's the price I have to pay, right? <laughs> yeah, the price I have to pay. I mean, look what people put up with at the airport. To, to go through insane, stupid, and useless TSA security routines. What kills me, though, if this is really about, I mean, if they phrase the question like crimes like domestic violence, there's often this crowd, especially the younger crowd, that doesn't really like prison, jail, or any punishment for the actual domestic abusers. But they're okay with cameras and they to perhaps catch them mm -hmm. for something they won't punish them for. Well, <laughs> this is why it just boggles my mind. I, I don't know. I think it's a sign of something very disturbing. Very disturbing. All right, Conway, yeah, you're, you're on to that. You're always, you're you're, you're I, involved in looking up the very disturbing. I know because I look for little signs of bad things to happen, and much of the time we're right. All right, Conway. Hey now, uh, we have uh, Blake Trolley coming on with us. They they cleared out a huge, huge homeless encampment in Venice, which means now that all the other areas of L.A. are going to have to pick up the slack, you know, because they're going <laughs> to they got to move somewhere. They're going to be moving. They're on the move. And so they're coming to the valley. Well, they weren't. There weren't that many interested in uh, housing. That's right. I right. think they only got twelve out of thirty. You know, I, I think housing's overrated. Myself, <laughs> there's a lot comes with it. A lot of bills. A lot of uh, to dos. You know, those guys are just they sleep, and they they have drugs and and drinks. Part of you is envious of that, right? I would love it, man. If there wasn't a stigma attached to it. I'd be on Venice myself. There's one guy that wants to live off the grid. It's you. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, I'd be next to you. Yeah, you wake up every day. Oh, John too. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta deal with the, you know, your neighbor who's a little off. <laughs> and as long as that guy's cool, you gotta be. Right. Uh, then we have a New York, New York. They, uh, a city so nice, they named it twice, but you can't oh, breathe twice. Yeah. Man, oh man, that, that is that horrible. Smoke. Some of those photos, the video yeah. of it is astonishing. They, it looks like Mars. And fortunately, Sharon Bellio, our producer, her first trip to New York in 12 years will be tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Postponed. She'll enjoy that. Because it could take another day or two, I think, before it's going to clear out. They're not letting any planes take off out of LaGuardia. Uh, so it's a bad uh, bad deal. Then uh, you, can't, you can't land either? No, I, I don't think you do anything. I think it's got to uh, you know, uh, go somewhere else. That's what you got to do. The Iron <laughs> Sheik died. You know who the Iron Sheik is in wrestling? I bet, Ken, you're a big wrestling fan now. No, ask Eric, not me. Uh, John, were you a big wrestling guy? No. Ray is, I think. Is that right? But he's not. Yeah, I think here. Ray follows. Ray follows every sport. All right, the, of uh, any weird kind. Yeah, the uh, the uh, he he called himself the KFI Sheik for a while. Um, <laughs> no. I think in honor of the Iron Sheik. <laughs> I think Sheik. I don't know. Uh, and then we have a uh, one point four million dollar mega millions winning ticket sold at a Torrance gas station. So somebody's got oh, some dough. Yeah, it sounds cool. All right. All right. Ding, Ding dong. dong. Big it's money. It's Wednesday. Come on. Crusher has the news. <laughs> live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday. And, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app.
Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 